Oh, hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Educational. Oh, learn a new trick? Yeah, the trick to a happy, fulfilling life, maybe. I learned that mountain air unleashes my inner peace. And rip and pow while the whole crew's all, you induces spontaneous joy. Okay, uh, that's nice. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. Good morning. Uh, my name is Willie Lawson, and this is an episode of Talking With. You know that Talking With is one of those shows that I do with movers and shakers and people who are involved in the community at an important level, uh, or voices that need to be heard, that must be heard. Now, this morning, uh, I am, I was going to say I have a guest, I don't really have a guest, I actually am a guest, uh, because y'all know this is, n- <laughs> this is not my office, uh, because this office is actually clean. So you, so you can tell this is not my office. Um, I, I'm here in the office of, of, of Pastor Nehemiah Jefferson. Um, who is a um, an important figure in our community? Um, he um, he'll tell you a little bit about himself, but as far as I, as far as I know, um, he's a pastor and also uh, works as an attorney to help people through tax situations. So, it's, and unfortunately, we still need that. I want you to become a full a full time pastor because we get rid of the IRS. But that's just me. <laughs> but that's I'm just all me. for that. <laughs> that's just me. Um, and we wanted to get together to talk about some of the things that are happening um, in, in our community and are happening uh, are, around the country. A lot of it based on what happened in, Minas- in Minneapolis the other, uh, well, last week or two weeks ago, and the subsequent reactions to it. And not only that, but what it means to our community and our community here going forward. Because if we don't think about those things going forward, then everything that's being done is being done for no reason. So... Uh, so we're going to spend some time um, talking about that. So without further ado, because I'm all out of dues. Um, good morning, Pastor. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. I'm Outstanding. Well, well thanks wow. for thanks for coming on the program. We really appreciate it. Thank Tell you. the folks about who, a little bit about who you are and a little, and a little bit about your background. Okay. I am Nehemiah Jefferson. As Mr. Lawson has indicated, I am the pastor of Triumph Christian Church. We are a new church plant. We currently meet at the Citrus Park Mall where we'll start return meeting or start meeting again in the the month of July, hopefully. But we are a new church plant, about a year and a half old. I am also a tax attorney that practices in the Tampa Bay area as well. Well, cool, I appreciate that. Um, Pastor Jefferson, You've seen, we all saw, um, unfortunately, what happened in Minneapolis a couple of weeks ago to, to George Floyd. Yes. And um, it would seem to me, and I'd like to get your, your thought, that it was, this was different in the sense that there was this universal outrage, this universal sadness uh, about what we saw. There, you know, sometimes there's, there's always questions, like in the Ahmaud Arbery situation, which, which is completely different, there was this almost... We gotta wait. There's two sides of this. We need to wait. But in this particular situation with George Floyd, there was none of that. Right. It was almost immediate from every side of the political aisle. It was, oh my God, what is that? Why is this going on? Right. And I think that that separates this incident from other incidents that might have happened. Absolutely. Um, so as you as we see this. Why is there still, in your, in your view, why is there this divide 
Is this divide real or is it manufactured? I think it's a little bit of, definitely a little bit of both. Almost every situation that we see in society today has become politicized in, in some way, shape, or form. And what we really need to do to avoid things like that happening is that we just need to get back to valuing life and humanity and people as, as a whole. I think everything is going to start there, just getting back to valuing life as a whole. Like, for example, why does there have to be this divide or this division going on about what lives matter? There seems to be a, like a competition goal that, that is taking place right now, whether it's a, a black life or a blue life or some other life. The fact of the matter is all lives matter. All lives are important. And what happened to Mr. Floyd was disturbing. It was disheartening. And I think America got to see, see everything sort of unfold in real time. It was not a videotape from two, two or three months ago, such as the Aubrey situation. It, it was something that happened like literally in real time within within a few few days this videotape was available and then you you literally see a man dying at the hands of a police officer not only i think as it relates to police officers and dealing with the public i think people somewhat expect that whenever there is confrontation or whenever there is discord that the the potential is there for an officer to defend him or herself or shoot somebody let me just say it that way let me just everybody want that. everybody expects everybody that. wants to go home everybody expects that or or, or that's not unexpected mm -hmm. what is what is unexpected is someone or people seeing the life of a human being of, or, or a human being literally dying right right in front of their eyes that 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 is not in, in the manner in which it occurred and so i think that's where the shock value comes in and then that's why i also believe there's this why there's this universal uh, let me say universal uh, agreement amongst amongst you know people from all all racial and ethnic backgrounds, socioeconomic status as well. Political, you know, you have Democrats, you have Republicans, you have blacks, you have whites, you have everybody outraged about this situation. So, we what we do, um, however. As the protests started, and, and the protests were, it seems to me that the protests were going to start, and and I think rightly so. Uh, out of these protests came what I've seen, because you're a younger man, I'm an older man, I've seen, because uh, I, I got the gray beard and, 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 and the whole nine, is I've seen Watts in Detroit, in Chicago, and Harlem, and Newark. The reason I'm in, I'm in Florida is because they were burning Newark down when I was a little kid, and that's why we moved. Okay. Um, and Atlanta and, and L.A. twice. Um, in the past thirty, in the past thirty years, and we've seen the rioting happen 
and the rioting gets conflated with the protesting. And the message of the outrage is then been hijacked. Sure. Um, as you look at Tampa Bay, if you look at, 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 at this area, um, the same things have happened, unfortunately. So how do you feel that we need to be able to, how, how does the community and those that are concerned separate the violence and still maintain the message of change that needs to happen not only, I think, not only in our community and how we, and how we deal with the black community especially, but how, how government um, needs to function in these communities. How, how are we going to be able to get back to a situation that, that now, when you say protests, we're not talking about rioting. Sure. When you say protests, we're not talking about stealing TVs. We're not talking about burning down champs. But when, when you say protests, you're talking about something else. And when you're talking about rioting, you're talking about something else. Sure. I, I believe it begins with government doing what one of its primary functions, and that is to protect protecting people and protecting property. I think government needs to send a very, very strong message that it supports peaceful protest, but it also needs to send a message that looting, rioting, rioting, destruct, destruct, destroying property, causing disruption is not going to be tolerated. I do think in reading some of the recent reports or some of the news stories from this past weekend that law enforcement did send a pretty strong message by arresting those individuals they believed committed crimes or caused disruption. And But at the same time, there was, I think, 40 businesses or something to that effect that, that were that were damaged or destroyed. So it is going to be challenging, but overall, I think it's, it's, it's possible, but it starts with the messaging that comes from our local elected leaders. I, I really believe it, start, it starts there. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and it is as simple as someone coming forth and say, these are the things that you can do, and these are the things that you cannot do, and these are the things that we're not going to accept in our community. So I believe it starts there. You know, there was um, uh, the police chief of St. Pete was out actually all after yesterday afternoon yes. talking to protesters and people. Some of the protesters showed up fairly early and had pretty much one-on-one -on -one conversations with the police chief. Um, but as the evening went on, there was a um, and the police asked the people to disperse to get out of the street so they could open up up the street in St. Pete. Someone threw a, a projectile at the police chief and one of his majors, and that person happened to be armed and was arrested. Um, Read that. <clears throat> so, when we have these sort of incidents, how's the com what's the community's responsibility, the, the so-called community leaders, what's their responsibility in making sure that people that are listening to them understand that this is not how we have to move forward, that how we can move forward in getting... Um, the police to listen and, and government in general to listen because I think there's responsibility on sure. both sides of this. Well, what you just mentioned sort of remind me of the neighborhood or the time in which I, I grew up. I grew up in the in the 70s and in, in, in early 80s where, where there really was the belief that it took a village 
to raise a child. In other words, there was a, a great deal of accountability. So if someone saw another doing, doing things wrong, perhaps that elder individual would, would have a conversation with that younger individual or, or even if it was someone that was around about the same age, you know, we, we really tried to hold uh, individuals accountable. And then even during that particular time, we had law enforcement taking different approaches. There was a, a great deal more community <clears throat> policing that, that took place. So I think a lot, well, there are, there's obviously going to have to be a comprehensive approach to solving a lot of our problems, but I think it begins with just valuing life and then being willing to engage in conversation with someone that does not necessarily believe, think, or look like you. So I think it starts there. You've got to be willing to engage because I because change comes from within. Change comes from within. And if you're not willing to have dialogue, if you're just gonna get upset because I have a different view than you do, or somebody else has a different view, then we're never we're never gonna make progress. All of the energy, the excitement around putting forth change, different solutions right now, it'll just ultimately fizzle out <clears throat> as it has many on many occasions in the past. Every time I've ever seen it. Yeah. Every time I've ever seen it. Um, I like that you said that, that, that we have to have dialogue and, and we have to have this, and I guess this diversity of thought, especially in our community. And I'm glad you brought that up because there are, there are, there, there, there is a diverse thought in our community that is outside of what media would have you believe. Media would have you believe that 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 black that black people especially are mono are monolithic in their voting, monolithic in, in their politics, monolithic in any number of things. But that when you and I both know that that's not true. Sure, it's just not true. Sure. So, what? Can and again, I'm, I'm back to personal responsibility and community responsibility. Absolutely. What can we do in those communities to open up to more diverse thought and more diverse voices? Because right now, it's it. You know, I'm I'm, I'm telling you, it ain't easy being me. <laughs> it ain't easy being Jesus. It's like because I don't necessarily agree with whatever the mainstream things that black people are are supposed to sure agree with, uh, agree with or believe right um, and I'm and I know that and I know I'm not the only one I'm I'm amongst hundreds of thousands of people um, who who have that very same thought how do we make sure that the louder voices are and I don't want to mute them because I don't believe we should be muting conversation but how do we slide them down so we can hear the other voices in the community well, I mentioned the first E, you know, in, engagement, engaging someone. But the second E, I, I would probably say is education. We need to put forth a number of education programs or another. We need to educate people about really what is what is taking place or maybe some of the underlying reasons why things, things happen. And also, you know, experience matters. So to the extent that individuals make the effort to seek out different experiences. So, you know, engagement, education, 
and just seeking out different experiences are, are going to help shape people's thoughts. You know, because our thoughts are shaped by, by many things. It, it, you know, our thoughts are shaped by, you know, our environment as well, you know, our environment, but our experiences, our education, Diversity of thought comes from from many different places, and I, and, you know, I'm I'm just like you. I'm sure. I don't speak often, but when I speak, it's so much. The sound is so much different than what one would expect to hear. So much so that people wonder if something is really wrong with me. Am I am I am I crazy? No, but if you take the if you just pause just a moment. And read and process, you would you would see that the message is is, is pretty clear. So, yeah, I, I I was I was fortunate enough to speak at uh, the first two Tea Party gatherings here in in, in Tampa, mm-hmm. and I got off the the platform both times, and people came to me and said, "Where are you from? <laughs> Where'd you come from?" Now, and I would tell them, "I've been here all along." Yeah, for the most part, for sure. the most part, after 1968, I'm a kid from here. Right. Um, and I chose to live here and raise a family here, and I'm a guy who's from here. So I'm not from anywhere, but I've looked at those things, and I've read, and I've studied, and I've, I've prayed upon these things, and and this is what I've been given to say. Sure. Uh, based on, 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 on how I've perceived these things. Uh, it is super important that we, I think it's super important that we that we're able to do that. I like the idea of, of, of education, but being able to get the invite and the place sure to educate people becomes dicey sometimes because if you are the we have this culture now that if you are not in the mainstream thought you are somehow a threat yeah totally understand and um, we have we need to find some way not to be look, be looked at as a threat I'm not a threat to anybody, sure. I, I just I just happen to have a different opinion, and I think that once we start understanding, and we have to, I think in our community, it's, it's more vital that we understand this than probably any other community. That just because someone has a different idea doesn't mean that they're a threat. Correct, um, correct. I think that's re- that's if, really important. Can you imagine what type of world it would be if we all thought alike? Nineteen eighty four, brave new world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. animal farm. <laughs> Those are my three books. If you're if you're wondering, if if you want to get some idea of what's going on, read those three books. Especially Brave New World. Brave New World is is, is unfortunately like prophecy. Yeah. yeah. One of the first scenes in that is that they take the kids to a thing called hatchery. Okay. And in, in the hatchery, they are breeding children. Wow. In in what would have been test tubes, really. And they are dividing the the the, uh, the embryos up in a way that some are getting full oxygen, ten percent are getting full oxygen, and they're they're designed to be the leaders. And then on the other end, they're being oxygen deprived, and those would be the people who are um, the the bottom workers, the people who pick up garbage and the people who do the the nasty chores in the society. But they're all going to be totally fulfilled because they'll be at the top of whatever um, sure. expectations. Sure. So I'm thinking it's not much different now. Yeah. Because it's the it's the soft like George Bush said it's the soft bigotry of low expectations. 
Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of that going on. Sure. Um, as we see what's happening in our community, because I want to talk about our community first, but I want, but I also wanted to talk about how do you see the reaction on the federal level to what we've seen in the past couple of weeks? Is it too much? Is it too little? Is it too late? Is, is, it, is it going? Is it going to matter one way or the other? Has it ever mattered one way or the other? People, communities tend to look upward. As, a, as opposed to looking maybe straight ahead or, or to the side. And what I mean by that is they communities tend to look to the elected leaders. And they really, quite honestly, it's it starts with the, it starts with the president. As 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 strange as it might seem, I, I have watched a number of different networks and Somehow, there have been individuals who, unfortunately, somewhere during the conversation or the interview, have drawn the connection between what that evil officer did to Mr. Floyd in Minnesota and somehow connected it to it's the president's fault. How, and, and, and how I, are people making those? How are people making that gymnastic leap in thought to Derek Chauvin, who obviously terrible person did an awful thing, sure. and the only only good thing is that we got to see it. As bad as that is, only good thing is that we got to see it. Right. Um, and the and the other three officers who, who by the way, have all been charged. Right. Uh, Mr. Uh, officer, ex-officer Chauvin has got. Is now at a second degree, second degree murder. murder. I, right. I think the manslaughter charge is still there. Um, I hope they haven't overcharged him and, and lose this, but that's right. just that, that's for another show. Um, sure. However, we all saw it. Right. How do they make that gymnastic leap to somehow this is drop this is Donald Trump's fault? Well, everybody has to have has a, has has to have a target, and the president. Is, is a target. The president, the office of the president has always been a target, regardless of who, who, who's, who's in office. So uh, many believe that, that a lot of what happens in our daily lives is a result of something that uh, happens at the federal level. Now, you and I know that, that the more important elections are the the mayor elections, the the district attorney or state attorney offices or elections, the school board school board elections, uh, all of these the local county and state elections are far far more important than the. I'm not discounting, you know. Obviously, I'm I'm, I'm not saying. You know, people shouldn't vote for the president or the office of the president. Obviously, I'm not saying that, but we have to understand where a lot of the the decisions are really, really being made that affect our communities. And so, for somebody to make a, a, a draconian leap like that, that is, is, is somehow the president's fault that this 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 person that we and another thing we saw evil happening in front of in front of our, our face so that evil 
I mean, the emotion that people are seeing right now is the result of, of the evil that, that we saw. But, you know, overall, we, we that's this is where education comes in. I, I, I'll always go back to education because one of the, the Lord gave me three tenets of ministry, and the first is education. It's education, edification, and exaltation. But everything, I believe, starts with education. It was Maya Angelou who said something to the effect of, when we know better, we should we should do better. Some 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 variation of that. So, I believe it it's, it starts in, in a number of different places, but definitely education is one of them. And we just one of the things that many people can do to to educate him or herself is to turn off the television. Oh boy! And, oh boy. and get a and get off of social media. Oh boy! Oh I boy. actually had to do that on 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 Tuesday. I just said, you know, I'm not going to make it. I, I do my post for for whatever event that we may have going on with, with the church or, or the ministry. And then I had to just get off because I had consumed so much of the news cycle. I mean, literally over the weekend, I, I was I, I didn't sleep a whole whole lot. And as a pastor, you know, I have to monitor what I put into my spirit. Yes, you do. And so I had to turn it off. And you know what? It was all right. It was all right. It was quite all right that that I didn't have social media on Tuesday or I didn't didn't consume didn't consume the news. And it was healthy. I would encourage anybody to to do that. I don't watch much and people people say people think that I'm I'm glued to the news all, all day long, every day, and I am not. Yeah. And I am not I have I, I have found other ways to get information and I can control it, and uh, it's not a switch; it's a knob. I understand. And uh, most thing, most things in my life, out, uh, outside my relationship with God, are on are on knobs, not on switches. That's awesome. Awesome. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> of this. Oh, that's too much of that. Turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's how I do it. So I think I think you're absolutely right. I think that people people will do a lot better if they could disconnect. Sure. From the news media. Speaking of the news media, I'm glad you brought these things up. Yeah. Um, it seems to be like a lot different than when I was a youngster, and then and then and then 80 years later when you were a youngster, because I'm a lot older. Um, that the news media is, is is has moved beyond just saying what happened, yeah. as opposed to when I I felt like when I was a kid. Uh, they would say a house on Main Street burned down, right. and that was the news. Um, now it seems the house on Main Street burned down because, and then whatever they think is, is a reason, sure. not because it had an electoral was short, it's because of the lack of funding for a fire department in that area, and this is because <laughs> of Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> and that's why the house on Main Street burned down. Uh, yeah. It seems like that's more of what, especially at the national level, news media um, that we're getting. So sure. how are how should people in our community digest that? Because we can't, unfortunately, I don't think we can take most of it at face value anyway because I don't think any of the news bureaus that are out there are straight up, uh, any of them. I don't think Fox is, I don't think CNN is. Right. Um, so there's no, for the lack of a better term, safe space in, me, in, in, in regular media that any of us can go to and go, Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, so how how are we supposed to process this? 
Right. How's the average person who wants to be informed, because we have to be informed, how do we process this? How do we filter through the, uh, the morass that is, the, yeah. that is our news media nowadays? Well, I'll, I'll mention engagement again, but whenever I preach from the, the New Testament or more specifically one of the four Gospels, if it's a story that is highlighted or mentioned or also in one of the other Gospels, I try very, very hard to mention the different accounts. And I think that's important because some of the accounts may mention one thing, you know, one they all tell the same story, but maybe from a different point of view. And that's where people say there's there is um, contradictions when it's just perspective. A lot of times. Yes. Yeah. So and, and so I encourage people to look at multiple multiple networks. If you if I can promise you that if you're only watching CNN, you're not getting the full story. If you're only watching Fox, you're not getting the full story. And I said this in one of my one of my sermons actually. If you're only watching MSNBC, you're, you're not, not getting any of the story. You're not getting any of the story. You're not getting any of the story. So so you got you have to you have to get a different point of view. You you have to. You know, for example, there there was there was a report about what 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 took place with the you know outside of the White House, and if you you know saw one network, you you got one point of view. You believe this this is what happened, how how awful, and then when you get a different account, somebody said, well, you know, no, there were there were some reasons why it took place that way. So you can't just say, hey, this is what happened, oh, this is bad, without saying this is what happened, and these are the reasons that were given for, for why things happened the way they, they happened. And so I think the only way you can get that is, is, is watching or consuming different, different points of view, and especially, especially, especially if it's, it's if it's a different point of view than what you would normally and I think, consume. I think you're right. I think that, that, that idea is that you have to make sure that you you hear the whole story. Sure. Um, to sort of get all the perspectives. And an example that comes to mind is the, the cages that we saw at the border at some of these facilities. Sure. Um, these, well, we call, they call, call them cages. They were enclosures that were made of chain link fence. Um, and the and, and President Trump was charged with putting children in cages, and that was a narrative, and that was a narrative, and that was sure. a narrative. Um, and then the and then the other I mean then the other stations say no, these cages were built in the Obama era, and they were, but no one mentioned why they were built. Right. Yeah. They were built because when they were arresting people, they had to find a way to separate children and innocent people sure. away from some of the criminals that they were also arresting. Absolutely. Because the criminals were were taking advantage of some of the innocent people that got caught up. Absolutely, yeah. And they were, and it was a, is a way to separate them and protect the kids. Absolutely. So it it was actually it's interesting. Nobody wants to cop to the cages, but the cages were were. were this is where they came from, and this was actually a good sure. idea. Sure, sure. But that particular bit of truth about this whole thing never ended up in media. 
right? Yeah. Everybody had a perspective, and and they had a, and they had their own truth, and they were not moving away from it. So, I think that you have to have this perspective, and you have to educate yourself on on a little history behind things, and be open to oh, maybe if I get the facts, maybe that'll change my opinion, because you're you can people can have their opinion. That's fine. So the idea is what you can't have, like I said, you you you, you have your own opinion, but what you, what you can't have is your own facts. Well, I think I think the other thing that many people need to do is that it, we are emotionally fragile right now as a, as a, as a country, as a community, as a as a city, and and I would caution people for making decisions when or important decisions when when. When he or she or if an individual is is, is extremely emotional, you should, so you shouldn't go buy a boat right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you, you at a pool. You, you know, it is. We have been taught as, as attorneys to to try very very hard to look to be objective, to look at both both sides. Well, we have to as a, as a defense attorney, I have to I have to be knowledgeable about. About points of view on from 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 my point of view as opposed to uh, well as well as the the other party's point of view have to be have to be sympathetic have to be understanding but just being being more objective as opposed to to being more emotional now I'm you know we all are hurting I think America is hurting nobody could many people I, I in fact I. I, as, as tough as I think I am, and I've seen a lot, I've obviously, in, in my line of work, have seen all types of, of pictures, having worked on murder cases and things of like that. So I've seen, I've, you know, I think I've seen, seen, seen it all. But, but this, this video, most people could, are, are, that I'm in contact with are not able to watch the video in, in its entirety. And I'm talking about the video of... No great adventure ever started with, so there I was on the couch. Adventure should be fun, adventure should be rugged, adventure should take you someplace new. And if you ask me, there's no better place to start your adventure this spring than at your local Honda dealer, where new Hondas are arriving daily. Check out the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, Accord, Civic, and more. So you can stay on the couch if you want to, but I'm going to find adventure in a new Honda. Hurry into your local Honda dealer before they're gone. I might lean back with my feet on the desk to look calm, but in my head I'm wondering, how do I deal with the business side of my new sneaker business? Hey, it's me, your voice of reason, telling you to get QuickBooks. Something's telling me I should get QuickBooks. So you can get paid, run payroll, and know where your business stands from the start. So I can get paid, run payroll, and know where my business stands from the start. Now focus on your anniversary, which is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. QuickBooks Payroll, QuickBooks Payments, and QuickBooks Online account required. We all, we're all hurting. We, 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 we should be upset. Many people are upset. But we have to make sure that the, the emotion surrounding how we are feeling right now Whatever that those feelings are, we need to make sure that that emotion translates into productive energy, and not as opposed to unproductive energy. 
for for w w which we see happening all, all across the country. I think there's been at least the last couple of days has been a little bit more more controlled than than what initially it was, but hopefully you know people will will take that that energy and and be willing be willing to take the steps necessary to to bring about change. And I can tell you walking and protesting in the street it's going to get some attention, but there are many things that 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 grab attention from from leaders from from the country. The question is how long can, can we can we take that energy and really bring about re reform wherever it wherever it is now obviously as a pastor i believe and, and i and i shared this in a message that that i did a short time ago entitled heart disease that was the title of my message and and, and essentially what i said the gist of that message is that the the underlying see when i talk about education it's easy for people to be informed about surface level issues or what, what happens on the surface. But what's the underlying reason we see that some of the things that we see? We, we see some of the things that we see in society because of, because of evilness. People's hearts need to be changed. And, and so I talk about in heart disease, I talk about congenital heart disease. Congenital heart disease is essentially a, a, a defect or some type of <clears throat> something related to the heart that you're that you're born with and my I use that analogy many people in society have not had their congenital heart condition addressed and so that's what you we will unfortunately unfortunately we will continue to see unfortunate incidents in society until people's hearts have changed. I, I have this saying, if you change a person's heart, you'll change a person's habits. That is very true. I believe that. So. Yes, you know, and, and, and I think these underlying issues um, that we're talking about um, are a lot of the reason that we, that we will, like you said, we'll continue to see these until we fix individuals' hearts. Yeah. And we can't fix the heart of a nation until we can fix the heart, the heart we can change the heart of, of, of its people. Sure. Um, that's, that, that is really where we have to be, and that's where we have to go. Yeah. And we can, and to, to see the, the easiest thing to do is start with our own kids, because sure. we have access to them. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 that, and that, I think that's how we've gotten to as good a point as we are now, is because a lot of people took a hold of their kids, and we've been changing our society in America all along. Sure. Which is why it's still not 1965 or 19 or 1958. Right. And so when these things that we saw with Mr. Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey and uh, Eric Garner and others break out, this is why they stick out so much. Sure. Yeah. Um, like I said, when I um, when we left um, New Jersey, it was that summer and the National Guard was coming through William Street by our house every day going into Newark um, and we hear gunfire and bombs going off and glass breaking and looting and and those those tapes that you or films you saw in, in junior high school when people running down the street with couches 
Yeah, I saw that crowd live. Wow. <laughs> that crowd live. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's why now we see what we saw with Mr. Floyd, that's why it's so shocking to us. And I think that we have to remember that, that now, fortunately, it's, the, it's, it's, it's abnormal. And so how do we encourage people? Right now, you're right, people are hurting, but people also need encouragement. How do we encourage, I'm going to add that to your ease, how do we encourage people to, 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 to stay on the right path? That, that although it doesn't seem like it's working, it's actually, things, some of the things you're doing are actually working. How do we keep people encouraged to stay on the right path? Encouragement, I believe, starts with empathy. You've got to place yourself in somebody else's situation or or understanding and also it also I think helps tone the tone of a message helps and even and my wife has have to caution me from time to time because I'm I'm very I can be very curt at times very very straight to the point very very direct and so she she's always concerned about the perception of my tone because if you're not close to me, if you're not close to me, I, I may come off as being, it may come off as being a little, little harsh, and, but, but tone, tone matters. Striking a certain tone, people's perceptions, because you know, perception is or can be reality for some. Who find it difficult to separate their emotional state from from maybe some of the decisions that they that they need to make so you know being being empathetic and tone from those who are looked at as as leaders or those who have, are are being looked at by some to to sort of lead the way or lead lead the reconciliation of what is going to you know lead lead the efforts of what is going to be necessary to to bring bring about a close let me say close the racial divide because that's what we're really talking about trying to do is is close the racial racial divide because there's we're still in a generation there's still a generation of people who were raised much, much differently than the current gen generation. And so that's why we have some of the dynamics that are taking place in, in society. You know, many, many of young people are used to, to, to going to living in diverse communities, going to diverse schools, and so they just they're just used to to just being around different diff, different people. We also have a segment of society who where that where that's where that's not not the case. And so we we have to. I I always go back to edu education. You know, I don't think the media does any. Well, I'll just go ahead and say, I don't think the media does any <laughs> anybody any good with, with, with some of the stereotypes of of that they did that they put forth about certain people. Black men, 
about black people in, in, in general, you know, we, we, we're much more than, than, than what has been portrayed about us. And, 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 and it's really put forth by the, the networks that people perceive to be the most friendly towards, to, towards black people. And, and, and I know that that's, that's not always the, 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 the goal or the agenda. And, and that's, a, that's unfortunate, but I mean, educating goes a long way. Yeah, I'll just say it then. Here's the deal. Some of these networks, what they do is they treat people, they treat black people like, like without white people's help, we would die. And, right. that, and, and that not only are, yeah. are black people, black families fatherless and helpless, right. um, which is why it's... But, and, and, and I retweeted I retweeted a couple of these incidents where we found um, doing some of the some of the protests there were um, there was a building there was a, a Starbucks building and there was the black clad people spray painting BLM on, on, on this building right and the and, and, and the young lady who was was videoing them um, was asking them to stop. Because they were making sure that everyone knew that these these are not black people doing this. Right. These are two white women doing this. Sure. Right. And if they do this, we're going to get blamed for it. Right. But it is media, a lot of media, an awful lot of media, who quite frankly treat people in my community, frankly, as if, as if we're still children. Right. To be taken care of. And we can't solve our own problems in our own communities. And unfortunately, I think that some of the people in our community are buying into this narrative. Sure. And, the, and that narrative isn't true. As a matter of fact, the only way that we get a lot of these problems solved is to solve them ourselves. With the resources and sure. the people that we already have in the neighborhood. We don't need people from, from outside the neighborhoods a lot of times to solve problems in the neighborhood. Right. You can't do much to solve the, the problems that I'm having in my house. I gotta solve those problems. Absolutely. And I think that, that that what's happening is that this narrative that this narrative of the ally, which I think is one of the more dangerous narratives um, that we have to have allies, is I think is dangerous. The idea is because it it really subjugates and pushes down the the leaders that well, need to pop up from our own community. Well, I'll take it a step further, and, and, and oh, this good. is one. This, this is one of these situ this, These are one. Of the, this is one of those situations where I'm a little bit more more di more direct. I, I think I think liberalism, uh, liberalism is extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous, and what I mean by that is, and it really goes along with what you're saying. For somebody from the outside to say, we think this is what's best for you, I think that's, I think that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you know what, what's best for me and, and, and my family? And, and this is why many, many people got upset during the, the COVID lockdown. Many people understand or understood why it was necessary for us to sort of stay inside, social distance ourselves. And now it's so ironic, there's not a whole lot of talk about 
COVID nineteen. Now we know we know it exists. And we know we, it exists, and but, we know it'll always exist because now it's in because now it's in the ether. It's never sure. going away. And vaccines aren't cures. Yeah, and and, and so now and I and, and I put up out a couple of posts on social media that that they got some attention. I mean, most people sort of agree agree with me, but I mean, you know, for the local, well, this happened not just locally, but all across the country. You know, you had local county governments saying you can't open your business. Meanwhile, there are orders, I'll call them stand down orders, or there are orders to necessarily, not necessarily to protect those same businesses that are now now, now destroyed. And therefore, I, I did read, I think, that Hillsborough County was setting aside, or gonna, they were going to vote on setting aside $3 million for those businesses yes. to up to, I think, up to 60 businesses, up, up to $50,000 for 60 businesses to correct. to maybe receive funding as, as a result of any property or, or inventory that they, that they, that they lost as a result of these, um, doesn't do you much good if you're a diamond or, or jewelry shop, but no. yes, yes, I, yeah, I think they did that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, so I found that I found that very ironic, and and so I called I called for for people to be arrested, people to well, innocent people to be protected. I mean, they're innocent lives. You, you, you won't, they won't get much media attention right now because it doesn't fit a certain narrative. But you have innocent people, black and white, that have been killed over the past week. And uh, the, the former police chief... David Dorn. David Dorn. Remember his name. David Dorn, he's just trying to protect... His French pawn shop. Property, yeah, the business. The people that shot him could have just moved on, mm-hmm. but that's not what happened. You, there are the videos of of, of of people who are protected. They were they were beaten. Uh, there are there are people that were just trying to get to where they're going that were uh, dragged uh, out of their cars. I've already given instruction to my wife on what to do in, in, in situations like, like this. I know what I would do in a situation like that. But it's just unfortunate that these events, these these few bad apples, and it's more than a few, I'm just using that terminology, these sure. bad apples are, are taken away from the, the legacy of, of Mr. Floyd or you know what 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 really needs to happen to bring about to bring about change it, it's it's really unfortunate and i even think you know even i've even seen frustration even from the, the main street media in trying to separate what is you know the the, the, the protesters and and, and because because in, in part, the frustration comes from not being able to put forth a certain narrative that they want to put forth. Because so now, because so now these there's these these individuals that are making it difficult to 
to put forth the narrative that they want to want to put forth or, or um, to put out there. And so it's just it's just unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so, and 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 I think you're right. I think the uh, a lot of the problem is that if the in mainstream media, if the narrative can't be supportive, now they're running around chasing their tails because it's the narrative among over everything that's important. Sure. And a 77 year old former police black police officer in in, in um, St. Louis being murdered. No great adventure ever started with, so there I was on the couch. Adventures should be fun. Adventures should be rugged. Adventures should take you someplace new. And if you ask me, there's no better place to start your adventure this spring than at your local Honda dealer, where new Hondas are arriving daily. Check out the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, Accord, Civic, and more. So you can stay on the couch if you want to, but I'm going to find adventure in a new Honda. Hurry into your local Honda dealer before they're gone doesn't fit the narrative uh and and I, that's why i said remember his name his name was david dorn he's a 77 year old man and i wanna let me that that i want to go back to something that i that i started off saying you know there's this this competition for what lives matter black lives blue lives or all lives yeah. but i also read that over the weekend something to the effect of 80 Two people were shot in Chicago just over the weekend. It, it's, it's, and, a, it's a normal spring weekend in Chicago. Only wow. about twenty people passed away. Something to that effect. Some somewhere around those numbers. There were people that died, and so I understand to a certain extent why someone may say or their their hashtags for Black Lives Matter. But guess what? Those were black lives that died also in Chicago, or they are dying all, all you know, uh, Mr. Dorn. There is a you can you can go on social media and see it. A number of black people have unfortunately passed on. That is correct. As a result of these these this looting, this this shooting, and 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 I think somehow, and I don't even know where the sympathy comes from and I understand that I'm, I'm a defense attorney but also represent people who have been harmed and I'm not sure where the sympathy is coming from for for from for those individuals who chose intentionally to to hurt somebody or harm somebody as if as if the you know police officers I think people forget that police officers are trained to de-escalate situations, but they also are trained to, with the understanding that sometimes de-escalation may mean using lethal force. Lethal force. That's why they have a gun. You know, that, that that's why they have the gun. And so, you, some of the things that I've seen, and and there has to be, there has there has to be respect for for authority and, and law enforcement and I would encourage anybody that may may hear this that that have people that are maybe <coughs> maybe doing things that they shouldn't do or know or where first of all don't excuse the behavior because I see a lot of that going on on social media my post certainly got got some attention when I said arrest well I mean what what else <laughs> what else 
are the authorities supposed to do? You, you just can't stand around and allow people to, to destroy property and, and, and other people's property yeah. other people's yeah. property but it's not so much property but just just the protection of, of life there I mean there there's there are a lot of senseless things that that, that happen I mean it is, it is disturbing to see something you know you're just driving trying to get home and somebody is just pulled out of their car or their car is attacked and, and, and turned over I mean that, that is extremely disturbing we saw that in LA with Reginald Denning yeah, it is. Remember Roger Denny being yes. dragged out of his truck and, him, and, and hit with cement blocks? Yeah. And Reginald Denny had not done anything to anybody. And, and Christians, we as Christians must be extremely careful that we respond with good as opposed to evil. I mean, that's what my message about coming up tonight, I believe. You know, just act like you know. Romans Romans twelve Romans twelve and, and, and twenty one. You know, overcoming to overcome evil is gonna it's gonna take good. It's gonna take good and but but at but at the same time we, we, we cannot excuse, we cannot turn a blind eye to lawlessness. Because God is not pleased with that at all. God is not pleased with what happened to Mr. Floyd. But he's he's also won't be pleased with, with 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 you with people taking you know taking somebody else's life or their property destroying their property God is not pleased with that at all, at all either so we just have to be just got to be really really careful now now pastor you're, you're actually asking people to have two thoughts in their head at the same time <laughs> which, which, which sometimes can be actually can be challenging. Actually, biblically, biblically, it can be challenging because the Bible talks about having having being, being double minded. Being double minded, a absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, we many, and I'll just talk about the black community. The black community. In many ways, have moved so far away from the values in which we were raised, and what happens. And you can read about this in, you know, second. I think it's Second Chronicles, Chronicles, chapter fifteen. You know, God gives us free. God gives. Well, not just in that. That, that particular scripture, but God gives us free will. So you know what God says. You know you want to you want to do this. You want to do that. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll let I'll let you do it. I'm graceful for when you repent. I'm 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 here for you for you. But we we've we've moved so far away from godly values that I mean like no not so far not so far that God can't you know extend his hand and we, we take it and, and, and he pull he pulls us back back in. We've got to get we gotta get back to just we just gotta get back to just starting valuing life, respecting people. Can we be perpetually prodigal? That's good. That's that's a well the Bible you know the Bible talks about it's at some point your grace runs out. So so we can't be perpetually 
Right. Well, we can't be a point. prodigal son forever. Right. We our, our grace will will run out, and, and the thing is, we never we never know. I mean, every day that God gives us truly is a, is a day to rejoice and to be glad, to be thankful. It it's is. another day that He has sustained us, and and Christians out of any group of people should be the most graceful, should be the most understanding, because we truly have experienced God's God's grace through his forgiveness and acceptance of his, his son Jesus Christ. But with all that being said, we also cannot turn a blind eye. We need to if it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. It's it's literally that simple. It's not you know not about being Democrat, not being Republican, liberal, conservative. Right is right, and wrong is wrong, and we can't be afraid afraid to afraid to say that. I think I I, I think that you hit the crux of this entire uh, what our response ought to be, especially our response as Christians. Um, that if you cannot fight injustice with more injustice, right. You can never lighten up a room by making it more dark. Sure, uh, we can't. We have to. Go, we we have to be able to stand up for what is right, all the time. And sometimes what is right is all the time rubs against rubs against your flesh the wrong way. Sometimes I understood understand that. Sure. But if we're going to make any progress at all, right, um, Pastor, we're going to have to be able to say what's right. Sure. And so you can say you can look at what happened to Mr. Floyd or Ahmaud Aubrey or. Eric Garner or any number of people and say that was wrong but that reaction to the reaction that if that's burning down the champ store on Fowler Avenue well that's not an appropriate reaction that's not right, right. and the people who did that need to be punished and I think they sure. found a videotape of somebody who started that fire so yes um, and he needs to be punished sure absolutely and and because and not and if you just say that doesn't mean that you have negated the other, right? And I think that that's that's where we are. Or that I don't, or that I don't care about his humanity or about his soul. Yes. That and that, that could be, and and I know many people have a hard time compartmentalizing different issues or separating <laughs> issues. Different issues. issues. Obviously, you know, for everybody that's out there, that was out there, not peaceful protesting. But just even if it's somebody who was lawless in some way, shape, or form, I'm concerned about that individual's soul. I want to know. I want to know about that individual. Obviously, I feel like the the message of the good news, that is the gospel of Jesus Christ, is 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 the best message that can be heard or received in humanity. Or during our during our time on, on earth, so I'm concerned. But at, at the at the at the same at the same time, there's recompense. The Bible talks about recompense. There's recompense. There are consequences for for the things that we do. For for me too, for me too. I'm not I'm not Strong. I'm not I'm not exempt. If I do something bad or make a bad decision, well, obviously there'll be consequences. There'll be consequences. There'll be repercussions. So we need to. I don't know. I'm not sure why there's this code in the community about excusing certain 
lawless behavior. Not all, not all, but 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 you can you can you can see it. It's okay that there that there are riots and protests, and I'm not I'm not necessarily buying into that. I, I can't I, I can't. You can protest. You can protest. The Bible talks about that. Peaceful protesting, but not destroying property, or even you, worse. You can be angry. Harming somebody. You can be angry, but don't sin. Be angry, but sin not. Correct. It's, you know, it's, I talk to my wife all the time, and, 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 and I think she's been consuming way too much of this. Um, I, I consume it all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's like coffee for me, um, in the sense that coffee doesn't keep me awake at night. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and because, because I, like I said, everything's on a knob, so I can turn it down and not have it have, have affect me that much. But um, I think that we have a community that that may not be able to, that may not be able to do that. So I think you're right. I think that media has perpetuated this narrative that certain behavior from certain groups is okay. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, some of the the so-called leaders in the black community are are also perpetuating that narrative, which is a dangerous and destructive narrative, because the only people who get hurt by this narrative are a lot of our young people. Those sure. are the people who get arrested, and now they've got criminal records, and now they can't get jobs, and now the poverty continues, and the, and the despair continues, and it, and it becomes this horrible, nightmarish typhoon of crap, I mean, frankly, that no one can get out of because of some of the narratives that are handed down, in my view, to some of these so-called leaders in our community. And, 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 and sadly, some of them are people who are standing in pulpits, and you know that. Look, I am not going to go after yeah. any particular church or person because I'm not going to lay yeah. my hand negatively right. on, on anybody that's God's anointing. I'm not going to. Right. But unfortunately, some of so we, we 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 have our our reality is that we know that some of these messages and some of these narratives are promulgated and promoted by people who are standing in and, and 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 that's and that's why I go back to education, telling the truth. The fact of the matter is sometimes purification comes with punishment. It, you know, like, I don't know that if you don't punish, sometimes if, if purification will just, just, just happen on its own. Because, because, because that individual doesn't know that, you know, Adam had to be told that he was wrong. If Adam wasn't told that he was wrong, but he had responsibility, and there were no consequences, then we could not have the Savior. Mm -hmm. Or there would be no need for, no need for the Savior. So somebody has to be the Savior. You know, some leader has to be the Savior in the sense that, in the sense that, look, we need to just tell the truth. And deal with the consequences accordingly. I think you're absolutely right. Well, Pastor, thanks. Thanks for spending some time with us today. We appreciate it. I'm sorry, our video died, but what we'll do is I'll chop that into pieces, and we'll we'll, awesome. we'll give that to people over time and in, in, in different awesome. areas. Uh, Pastor, thanks for spending some time with us on talking with. Uh, it has been enlightening and it's been fun, but I knew it would be. 
And so I, so I'm not, I'm not disappointed nor surprised. I knew it would be just like this. And I hope that we spend some time talking um, uh, again soon. Please tell people how, if you wish, how to get a hold of your church, and they need to come, they need to come by and visit. Yes, we expect to start meeting or having in-person services in Ju- July, the Lord, Lord willing. But our website is tcctampa.org or triumphchristianchurch.com, triumphchristianchurch.com. If you just type in triumphchristianchurch.com to any of these search engines, we will come up. And there's a lot of, lot of good information on our website. And you can sort of find out a little bit more about us. Awesome, awesome. And, um, and if you got some tax situations, some tax problems, because, again, I'm still waiting for some sort of fair tax or, 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 or flat tax to eliminate the IRS personally. Me too. Oh, my land. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. So, um, but if you're still dealing with that, um, Pastor Nehemiah is also a tax attorney and, and, and is really experienced at, 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 if you've got all the stuff they talk about in the commercials, if you've got like unfiled returns and you've got all that stuff happening and, and, and you just don't see a way out because it can be too much because uh, the IRS is one of the most efficient and <clears throat> aggressive debt collectors in the world. <laughs> um, yes. You can um, you can um, get a hold of him. Um, he's available on all. Uh, he's on all the social media platforms. Doesn't spend a lot of time there, but he, he dabbles. He dabbles. Again, thank you for coming to Talking With. Again, my name is William Lawson. Talking With is a production of FightBackMedia.com. 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 Go to FightBackMedia.com. Check us out. See all our stuff, and uh, we'll see you um, tomorrow on the Morning Report. Thank you ever so much for coming. Bye-bye. No great adventure ever started with, so there I was on the couch. Adventures should be fun. Adventures should be rugged. Adventures should take you someplace new. And if you ask me, there's no better place to start your adventure this spring than at your local Honda dealer, where new Hondas are arriving daily. Check out the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, Accord, Civic, and more. So you can stay on the couch if you want to, but I'm going to find adventure in a new Honda. Hurry into your local Honda dealer before they're gone. CareerBuilder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job. The skills you bring to work. And CareerBuilder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits. Jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep? Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com.